Hi everyone, welcome back to Hello World. Maybe one day I will remember the name of this podcast without that one second of panic in my brain. Um, today we have a very special guest, Sankalp Shetty, who's honestly, for, like whole name I've never said before, but Sankhi is a very close friend of all three of us. He is a young and rising star in the business industry. <laughs> but yeah, guys, basically Sankhi is a badass bitch in all respects. He takes no prisoners and is just very passionate about the work he does. And we're very, very happy he's here. He sounds like uh, a little bit like a tired air hostess, but it's fine. It's fine. This part is the only true thing that is that was the uh, about the intro. Bagi sab kuch jude. Falto mein hi unhe falto mein mat bana chupre. Yeah. Uh, so business wise, I am. Uh, I think I am more in the business of design than I am in uh, any other business that would come to your brains. Uh, so I, I'm just. I, I've been more related to the business of design and uh, pitching and you know being part of like. uh the design side of startups and not really uh finance on any other side so managing uh creatives or managing how a particular design project goes from uh scratch to actually going commercial etc so i have a little bit of experience in that and otherwise i think things that i'm interested in include um mostly graphic design uh and yeah i think <laughs> i think that's it अभी दिमाग में कुछ आ नहीं रहा है आई लेट यू नो एज वी टॉक अबाउट थिंग्स या बहुत बेसिक कंसेप्ट्स काफी बेसिक बहुत बहुत बेसिक हूं मैं यस वेरी नाइस अम सो व्हाट आई वाज गोना से वाज अ लॉट ऑफ द अ लॉट ऑफ द टाइम राइट करेंटली स्पेशली वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट हाउ वी हैव बीन पासिंग आवर टाइम एंड मले एंड संकी हैव मेड इट नो सीक्रेट दैट दे आर नाउ कॉल ऑफ ड्यूटी ब्रदर्स यस सर्व टुगेदर ब्लेड टुगेदर Why don't you guys talk it's about that? So much pain. It's uh, okay. Sankal, you start. How I don't know why are they referring us as Sankal, uh, like a Call of Duty brothers? Is it so? No, I I mean it's just like that. This whole battle royale thing. Like so, we play this mode called battle royale on Call of Duty Mobile, and the entire point is to survive together. So I think that itself builds this bond. So like every time we are not mm-hmm. like so the only people. It's not brotherhood. It is brotherhood, but like no bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just that it's actually very like uh, it's a coffee bonding experience because like there are hundred people and you're, you're trying to survive in a small world of hundred people and like you get so that really good. Listen, man. I'm sorry, Neha. If you think Shristi is like a hundred people. <laughs> we need to like the rest don't matter dude entry oh, alone oh that was a bone oh <laughs> the rest Ooh. don't matter <laughs> okay yes, so yes. so like the entire point of getting a vehicle what kind of guns you have and getting supplies and getting to the end is a lot of fun 
स्पेशली गैदरिंग रिसोर्स चेकिंग के पास हेल्थ किट है मेरे पास नहीं है मुझे this whole expansion of battle royale right creating small worlds within uh, games actually has like made the whole gaming scene especially in india huge like mobile games like candy crush and all that existed and they had their own genres but the, when pubg came in with the whole you will be amongst a different world and you will have your own like virtual character thing i think that exploded like in india especially because they made the game so low res and uh, you know made it like playable on many devices uh with like like low specs to like everyone so it's accessible. also like weirdly democratic right because you you see every single like arc type of person that you know who's like probably pay, played PUBG or knows what it is and everyone plays it with the same interest so the whole like breaking barriers thing is real yeah that's that's definitely true and a lot of it like it really does um i had this discussion with an aunt of mine recently where she was talking I think a lot of adults now think that all the techy guys literally only do tech. Mm, yeah. And mm. you know, and and I don't know if my friends are exceptions, but like I have school friends who are coders and you know who also play guitar and who read PG Wodehouse. So there's a lot of um, multi-faceted stuff going on in our generation, and I think it 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 it's cruel to kind of label it all tech. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like the whole polymathism of it, like is something that we have to absorb. Like especially at like time a time like this, right? No one can yeah. be no one. It's like when people say that you're super specialist in something like this, you're ninety percent of all fields, right? Like I wouldn't like a person who is sculpting right now. I wouldn't expect that person to just know ZBrush or just know like Topaz with just sculpts, right? They'll have to expand somehow. So I think that whole uh, polymathism some. is something that we have to have to absorb yeah exactly. also i think a super specialty or someone who just is i mean as as a stereotype is one thing that they do they wouldn't be when i mean i don't think they go very far in terms of uh, professional success because it really wouldn't get you anywhere if, if it's just one job that you know how to do hmm hmm so i think that, that would like uh I think there's an assumption in a lot of older people's minds or in the world's mind in general that our generation with technology surrounding us constantly which is not necessarily true. I think with the last generation where our pictures are actually physical pictures they're not you know on a phone or on a camera that our baby pictures are physical pictures. No, and I, I mean, think um we as as a generation have seen huge technological advancements just in our lifespan so far. Mm. and how that has changed i think know, i think older generations cannot. looking at us as a generation where technology is impacting our culture they should be looking at us as a way that technology is becoming our culture uh huh yeah. which is also kind of terrifying for them yeah so, and for us actually quite frankly yeah. like i see kids like like babies now where they don't eat and they, their parents just put on like a show on a phone and then feed them Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and you think, and, you, and it's horrifying things. to us, obviously, because you know. But the truth of the matter is, that's probably what happened to us through our parents. Who like, listen, man, either you eat or like, like, watch TV before school. It's just that that's now been replaced with a mobile phone. Um, But also, I mean, there are things that are, uh, yeah. So we when we talk about generations and tech and uh, the whole TV mobile thing. 
there's a lot of stuff that has that tech has benefited in terms of this media because it's bought back a lot of the old stuff right there's that yeah, because yeah. of tech there's so much we can access now that mm-hmm. we couldn't before mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so just like just pingu itself like our generation didn't get to see it as much because we only got to catch it on tv and yeah. it came out what in the 80s did it i don't know i don't really remember but it I is quite it. old yeah it came out in 1987 now that don't like that don't eat without watching the generation gap that tech is bridging yeah this whole like uh, bringing back of digitization of like uh, stuff that you couldn't normally see if you under unless you there and this is just like tech restoration and you know so much more like story and narrative restoration right mm. but like this point that neha brought up about the whole uh, kids not eating if there's no uh, sorry dia brought up about kids not eating uh, if there's no screen in front of them i think i have personally experienced this because i still like i used to, there was a good point until like i was 13 that i wouldn't eat like i would eat but like i would be really unhappy because like uh, i couldn't watch something while eating but later it just beca- it, it it just became like this whole time capsule thing that i can only watch this show while i eat because that's the only break that i take and honestly yeah. that that's the same thing like that happened to my parents too it was like that, that i do not have like uh, like we don't have time to like in, invest in finding an interesting or engaging way this is engaging enough so you watch this and you will eat and that is what makes us happy so i think that it, it, i i'm not sure if this is a negative way of looking at things but the only like positive particle i can bring into this is like the content that is actually being consumed hmm and think of content that's actually being consumed i want to talk about how video games are kind of like a new form they're, they're like the the peak of multimedia experience right now like if you look at there are artists who get their own characters actors are getting their own characters like they try to become human there are wow. amazing amazing soundtracks for each one like the death stranding soundtrack is unparalleled um what's what is it called oh, i'm so i'm so bad at this i i just really like i think they're really interesting but yeah so in terms of multimedia what do you guys think will be you know what makes a really good video game like why does why does something like call of duty work are you want to go on should i I'll go on yeah go on. so i think the number one reason why call of duty works is because you have to rapidly i think it's very difficult to make something really really engaging and call of duty from the start gives you so many factors that you have to play with right it yeah. um it gives you a health bar right it it gives you uh, resources that you've gathered on your own so yeah. now the trust is built because the character that only solely you control is acquiring mm-hmm. these resources and then it brings you to a place where you have to rapidly switch focus right and like who wins and who and it's completely like of course internet connection is a variable but like who wins in a gunfight or who wins in a world where you have to survive basically on your own is completely mm-hmm. based on you and completely based on how how fast what kind of a decisions you're allowed to make right and yeah. the whole and like you know the whole uh, individual facing of the consequences thing is something that's very exciting and yeah. a lot of like 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 i've seen a lot of parents like throw shit at games and be like that oh uh, like you say dimag kharab hoga and like you know you'll dull yeah. down because of games but it's actually it's completely based on like the games you consume 
a lot of yeah. reasons like call of duty helps with attention a lot because like it, you rapidly switching focus to uh, is the zone collapsing or but do you also, think you need ground so i don't know enough about this to obviously have uh, an opinion but my question is if you're rapidly like uh, switching focus and if you have to give attention in short bursts to different things doesn't that affect your long term attention span see it that's what even multitasking right multitasking uh-huh. isn't legit right it's you again are switching your focus rapidly right but uh-huh. like it's all about the task given at hand in so like you're training yourself for a task given at hand. like for example dota is another mm-hmm. very very famous game and it's like yeah. have having an understanding of a character now character will have at least 24 or like 25 sub variables now imagine controlling mm-hmm. a team of 24 characters and all of those 24 characters have their own variables that makes your like you see how like how like um, this is like your prefrontal cortex doing hiit like it's crazy <laughs> yeah right. and and not just that i have a huge like uh, rebuttal to the whole video games lower your attention span critique which is that i grew up reading right like a lot and i think that impacted my attention span massively to in a in a in a not good way in the sense that because you've been reading for so long you you can then control the speed of how fast or how slow you read so when i read yeah. a book and i and i reach like a filler point right i can just read faster till i get to the point i like yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. my attention span to a distressing degree in the sense that i now can't watch movies i can't watch tv shows because as soon as i hit filler i can't go faster Like I can't yeah. process the story faster. So actually, I think, and it also, of course, depends on the nature of the game, right? Like, for example, if we talk about Assassin's Creed, yeah, uh, it focuses massively on story, on context, but of course, it's also fast-paced. But there's a lot of thinking that goes behind it. So it 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 all depends on what you claim attention span is. Is attention span how long you look at something or how long you think about something? So Assassin's Creed and mm-hmm. games like Call of Duty. require huge amounts of brain power and focus i don't think i mean it's ironic that you say that gamers don't have attention spans when they spend so long with attention on one thing yeah, yeah. but like i, I think oh, like this a whole assassin's creed and the quality thing they're i they're very two different genres and the key element is that one of them is online i think assassin's creed is comparatively a little lesser because it's more story based and narrative where the games actually taking you through something Yeah, but yeah, yeah. in Call of Duty, mm. since it's online, you have to, and you have like players to play with, and your own status to deal with. Like, I have been in COD communities where like their kill to death ratio, which is basically how many kills have you made and how many deaths you have, is like mm. a sign of respect, like above two point two is something which is massive. So yeah. like in an Assassin's Creed, it's something I feel more personal. It's something that you have a campaign that you enjoy, so you thoroughly enjoy, and that's. that's crazy because there's so much like games inherent like great games are inherently designed to make you engaged like if you see yeah. assassin's creed games today the amount of detail and the amount of, like assassin's creed odyssey the amount of like detail that is gone into like the whole character rhythm building a character or taking the person who's playing the game through the entire story arc is phenomenal on the other hand call of duty knows where the money is at it knows the player is that like they phenomenally like crush right so campaign is slightly like going off the rails right now with call of duty i feel it's not that great a lot of community feels that it's not that great but the multiplayer the crushing they're really good and it's always been en- engaging so it's more of like a 
like a quick thrill fun practice call of duty multiplayer but mm-hmm. on the other hand uh like it's on the other hand like assassin's creed is an enjoyable experience i feel uh-huh. yeah i also want to say um just to bring it back to like art and stuff like that the yeah. evolution of like detail right like if you look at um for example like the, the initial lara right she oh, a yeah. triangle essentially oh, yeah and so i think uh, neha what do you think about about animation styles in video games in just in general the evolution of animation through technology how has that spread uh that i think it it's been great because it hasn't been linear right because there are still people who use the whole like triangly old lara croft style to good like and they use it well with good context mm-hmm. right so uh, so there are places now the great thing with animation is even though there's there's the whole like mainstream there's there's obviously or uh, animation film there's disney pixar and all of that and then there's video games as well but it has everywhere wherever there's mainstream animation there's a lot of like good art house experimental animation which is where the good stuff is at yeah so yeah. like in terms of this development of style there has been so much variety because even now if you look at like just with this quarantine right there are so many animators who are all sort of sitting around and experimenting with style and if you follow like just like five different animators in maybe like if you take just the 3d space and you follow like six different animators who do 3d like differently yeah like you can map out what times that that they came from but they're still all completely being put to good use now yeah yeah so in terms of development of style i think one great thing about like art with tech and art in terms of design is that uh, no style ever becomes obsolete like completely like there's mm. always someone who's going to be using like maybe the something from the 2000s yeah yeah uh speaking of like the evolution of art and there's kind of like this this need right of of things getting better and better and better and better uh, when you look at something where you know like minecraft for example has the logic of if it's don't if it's not broken don't fix it they haven't mm-hmm. focused that much on you know making it super detailed and it's it's kind of charming that is the allure yeah. of i think know, i think what minecraft really is nailing is that again what uh, cod has applied it's, it's that it almost runs on any machine It's, okay. it's it does it isn't that demanding as a game but the thing mm-hmm. they do is so in minecraft it isn't about you know uh, like what like what level are you on or what are you accomplishing in the game it's about how you want to take the story it gives you the narrative so mm-hmm. there are actual like you in in minecraft there are no levels okay so you just you don't level up or anything there are just uh so there are different realms and you can go and beat the boss and then the game is over but it is entirely up to you to decide when you go there and uh, if you want to go to the boss at all you could just keep on playing and that is what i think minecraft has nailed and so if i wanted to compare minecraft to another game which sort of focuses on like just wholesome existence like animal crossing for example okay has seen huge success especially in this time right like on the nintendo switch the new animal crossing is So so I wanted to ask you do you think I think right now gaming is very interesting because you have people who play hyper competitive you know hyper engaging games like Call of Duty and where where you know everything has to be fast and responsive and then there are games like Animal Crossing and games like Minecraft and one particular gamer 
the average gamer probably plays all three, right? Maybe not Animal Crossing, yeah. but Minecraft and Call of Duty. So what, Malay and Sankey, my question to you is, what do you think creates a good balance between the two? Like, why, why, why do people play Minecraft if there's no motivation or rewards per se? Yeah, see, I I feel so. There are many YouTubers who have who just play Minecraft, and they have like Minecraft walls that have been running for around seven hundred episodes. So okay. the thing with Minecraft is you can build anything, and when you can build anything, you have the freedom to build like entire kingdoms in on a world. So then you have yeah. you have a lot of you know play with the narrative. You can you can bring in different characters. You can bring in different events that happen in the world. and that's how you can call like make a series out of minecraft i don't think you can ever like make a series out of call of duty it's just being the same thing over and over again with different environmental factors you have a control over the amount of variety that's there which is i think controls always good yeah and yeah, the thing like yeah go ahead mal and the thing with minecraft is that almost as soon as you start thinking that this is getting old minecraft brings in another update which would i don't mm-hmm. like it would introduce some kind of mob it would introduce some kind of realm and then there's the entire you know uh, how to use that mob to do stuff how to what to do to get to that realm and it just creates a lot of content every time there's minecraft there's a minecraft update yeah i think like uh, any, minecraft uh, sorry sankal go think, on like any I, i think one similarity that um, minecraft and call of duty have is that the they have given a lot of power to the players uh to create their uh, own like uh, hazards to create their own, own difficulties for it because i think this is um a, a, like a really good channel that i write is called mr okay he he has this uh, youtube channel is really funny and uh, he basically creates these environments with team his team's called the dream team and uh, yeah so and he he creates these environments right that uh, in this particular mission for cod that we will only use grenade and It's nice to see people using only grenades and what kind of challenges. It's quite funny. And for Minecraft, it's I think it's the same. Like they give these, uh, you know, they make the environment in the way that they want to. They host the server, and they make the hazards and they design the level, right? Not exactly level. Like they design where they want to play and how they want to play it, so that they create their own challenge and they play within it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's one similarity. Yeah, yeah the But discipline I'll, of creating a challenge and then sticking yeah. to it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, th- I think that's that's um, one place that uh, uh, Minecraft and Call of Duty have really nailed. Like, give enough, uh, uh, you know, power to the players that they can create their own thing. And it's and even business-wise, it works so great for them because this is user-generated content, right? They they don't have to hire more developers to make more stuff. Um. Also, another like slight hot take um, that I have is I think Dia Dia. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Go on. Yeah. I think Dia uh, Dia will relate. I I haven't played. First of all, I don't game, and I haven't played a lot of Minecraft. But one thing that sticks to me about Minecraft is that it runs on this very basic thought that a lot of these, you know, as kids we had, uh, especially as girls, we used to play this whole like, you know, those dress up games where you can mix and match and shit. Yeah, and yeah. There there were games like that, but the moment you got bored of them, they introduced a new. Sort of update with a whole new wardrobe, and it would just be like maybe five more outfits. But then with those, you could make sixty more permutations and combinations. Which yeah. like, I think uh, any good sort of interaction, uh, be it games or film or anything, any good media, what uh, the best thing it can do is give you 
very little and then uh, sort of have you make up everything else right this is something that we see with good books with good films is that they leave a lot sort of to the viewer to decide and i think that choice is something that's a very good area to play with especially as a creator yeah and also as a consumer i think it's very interesting because you you have the illusion of a choice right again yeah yeah absolutely so, i think go on sorry yeah uh, and just the same thing i'm bringing it back to the uh, how we've seen how like you know the difference between uh, call of duty and minecraft in, in terms of their storytelling uh, i want to talk to you about like actual like uh, textbook storytelling right in books and stories mm-hmm. uh, how do you think that has sort of evolved in terms of like with maybe uh, tech and then how how there have been developments in that what do you think about i think this is actually a fantastic time because <laughs> stories have existed since since ever right since before language yeah. before religion there has been a story and i think currently technology it's it's wild because the internet is another realm right like mm-hmm. all these books we read about the future of people like signing into the mainframe or something like that that exists now yeah and there are huge communities dedicated to and and it it boggles my mind and as a writer you see it writing it generally brings tears to my eyes because that i see so much free literature you see a lot of literature that experiments and that you know pushes the boundaries of what you think of as a story like i've read where it's a case study of something that's in court but basically what i'm trying to i'm going to wrap up now but basically what i'm trying to the image i'm trying to paint right now for the listeners as well as for all of us is that all technology and art when it collaborates it creates this wonderful story and in this episode we particularly talked about video games but all video games essentially do have to have a very strong story to draw in a player or a viewer because without a story the, the game falls apart right there has to be like even like when we're children we play we play chore police and call of duty is just a very sophisticated extremely fun <laughs> hot take the yeah, hot take <laughs> yeah gamers don't attack me please but what i'm trying to say is the story holds it all together and i think that's the end of this episode so thank you to everyone for tuning in thank you to sankhi for Ooh. giving us a lot of lot of things to think about thank you for mala i sound like i'm praying <laughs> 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 Adia what happened to your intro outro what outro what you sang last time which outro oh what, what did i sing do i do a different outro for you guys now yeah <laughs> oh god okay guys uh, thank you for tuning in okay no okay bye guys bye bye, bye.